So on today's show, we're going to be talking about news and music from the scene. We'll do segments and bits and whatnot, <laughs> make, make fun of each other. That's just the kind of the way it goes. We'll have breakdown from the past, and we'll also have album reviews. This week's a little shorter. We'll have Icon for Hire's new album, and we'll have the new album by Thieves. And of course, as always, Ian continues to make fun of me for liking 21 Pilots, and that is not new. And what's also not new is Jackson chooses a terrible breakdown from the past. There we go. Let's start the show. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. That's Jackson. What? I know. I don't know. I just felt like giving you like a more of a, yay. <laughs> Did it work? That's yeah, so heartwarming. I have a feeling I'm going to be making fun of you a lot this episode. So I figured like, let's, you know, pump up the volume, you know, like. That's not new. No, that's not. But I have a feeling that this one's just going to be worse. That's all. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Actually, I know two. I know two of the things that you're gonna make fun of me on. But I, at least tease. I did something though. I did like to understand you better, and now I don't. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be my tease for the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> is is homeboy back? Is is he in? Did he make it? Thanksgiving really took a lot out of him. Good. I uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But no, we don't, we don't even have to go in depth. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. Well, in that case, because we have so much great stuff to get to, why don't we go ahead and start right away with news? All right. So we start off with kind of a weirder story, and I can see both sides of the argument here yeah same here it's it's a weird one so the son of vivian westwood and malcolm mclaren his name i guess is Corey, or is it Corey? i'm gonna go with Corey. but on that second r there's the emphasis Corey sounds cooler anyways we'll go with Corey. does that Corey. sound <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i had to throw in my cheesy joke of the day Hey, 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 we're back from Thanksgiving. Hey. So I guess he has all of these extremely rare punk memorabilias, collectibles, whatever you want to call them. Some belonging to Sid Vicious and Johnny Rotten. And apparently for the 40th anniversary of the release of Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols, obviously, he decided to burn... In front of a large group of people, I guess, on a boat, he burned around $6 million worth of this punk memorabilia. Dumbass. <laughs> I thought you said you could see both sides. I could see both sides, but I'm more of the, that was not a good idea side. Okay, so the reason, his justifying this, or however you want to call it, his case was that to be pop punk or punk or whatever. No, get the pop out of there. He's just yeah, talking about punk. Yeah, get the pop punk. out of there. Okay, so to be punk, you don't hang on to that kind of stuff and you don't really care about it. Right. See, 
I get that. That is, it's not going against the punk mentality, I guess. Like, that does go with the rule book. But $6 million worth of stuff, that's a little too much, if you ask me. And he could have given that to somebody. If he really was like, you know, fuck this, I don't want this. You know, I don't need it because I'm so punk. It's like, okay, we'll give it to someone who will make use of it at least. Or actually get, gives a shit, you know? Yeah, and you can go ahead and look up this article. Watch the video, actually. The video's extremely long. Extremely long. So yeah. you can go look this up if you want to. But some of the basic stuff he was saying was like, punk was never meant to be nostalgic. It's something you would never want to see in a museum. You know, he was talking about it's a time where you can, and this is an exact quote, by the way, a time when you can buy McDonald's punky nuggets and anarchy in the UK credit card at 19% APR and punk rock car insurance and bondage trousers from Louis Vuitton. So he's a little bit out of the loop of things yeah. that are actually available, but I get, <laughs> I get his quote-unquote logic and I get what he's saying. Because it is true in this way. Punk rock was never made to have a museum. It's the same way as if someone gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I love it when they say no fucking way. I'm a big fan of that because I think that place sucks. And I, I think it. it does go against, especially with the people they let into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Most are not rock and roll. Right. So That's for, true. Yeah. So for me, I understand this. The thing, though, that blows is... That definitely could have gone to a charity. That definitely could have gone to one of those uh, schools for helping kids have music or fun music programs, whatever it is. All that stuff yep. could have been used for the betterment of possible people that would play punk. But I do understand also that I think one of his retorts to people about how, hey, this could go to charity, is that, well, who's going to be able to afford to buy that stuff in a charity auction it's going to be some banker or some Wall Street, you know what, someone who's going to frame it and put it up on their wall, which is not punk rock either. Well, you should just give it to them. That's the that's the case. Like, I'm sure that pe people weren't thinking as in giving it to charity as in like selling it to a charity, giving it to somebody. You well, know what I mean? But once you give it to someone, in order for them to make money off of it, they have to sell it. See True, what I mean? Yeah. I understand both ways of this. One way, it's awesome because... Even through destruction, you can get some type of creation. And that's one of the founding principles of punk music. So I understand this. But in the real world, it would have been nicer to somehow get some musical foundations or something, this money. But then he could still be right. It could go to those bankers and those people that he hates. And that the punk rock people that gave him this, mer or however he got it, all this memorabilia, what they were fighting against in the first place. Yeah. There's a good and a bad way to look at both sides. Like, I really do agree with that. Like, this isn't something where you look at the man and you're just like, wow, you, you know, you're horrible or nothing like that. It's nothing demeaning of him, but it's just like, man, you, you could have you done something a little better with that, I think, if you really thought it through. But it doesn't matter. It's, you know, he probably was like a in the now moment kind of deal. And he just said, fuck it and did it. And, you know, if he's cool with it, then I guess everyone else should be. And it happened, so there's no stopping it. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> I guess another punk thing to have done would have been if there were fans there watching, which there were, someone should have just swam out there and started taking whatever they wanted and been like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to wear this fucking leather jacket that whomever wore 
I'm gonna go. That would be punk. Yeah, I'm gonna go fucking swim over here, and then we go play a show. There you go. That's some punk stuff too. And then he wouldn't be able to complain about that. Like, how can you complain about someone in like a studded jean vest and leather pants swimming out to him, punching him, taking whatever they want, and then swimming away? That's punk as shit. That's what I would say. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, the punk mentality. I don't know. It's still, I consider it the whole, I don't know, like alternative rock mentality too. You know what I mean? I guess I never separated punk from the way I was feeling because I don't want bankers and fucking Wall Street guys to have sex pistol stuff like hanging up on their wall either. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like like the AP Awards kind of where they really don't give a shit whenever they go to the awards show. I mean, we like to see it as people, like fans, but like half the bands that go, they go dressed like in, you know, t-shirt and pants and they don't care. Some don't even show up. And if they do, they don't actually care about the award they're getting because that's not what they're in it for. Yeah. That's, and that's the same thing with this memorabilia. This this There wasn't the point. It's one of the things we said when we did that episode on the APMAs. As much as I love alt press, I don't think they should have an award show. It's not the scene for it. Right. The only reason, and I said this before, you can go back to the previous episodes. The only reason why I understand it is that all these bands get to come together and hang out. And that is a cool thing. Right. Because I guarantee you they enjoyed that aspect of it. Might as well do that, but just not film it. <laughs> yeah, they should just be a group yeah. get-together every year, and we'll just call it the Alternative Press Get-Together. The Alternative Press <laughs> Get-Together, I like that. They'll have food and pizza and you know drinks and all sorts of stuff, and everyone will love it. Exactly. We're doing AP's job for them again. <laughs> <laughs> you know how sick that would actually be. Now that we're on the topic of, di- of talking about different stuff. We are. I have to do this one mini side note. Ooh, I, was, okay. I don't know why, but I was thinking about this yesterday. You know how there's that We Are The World song where they get like all the different artists yes. you know, around mm-hmm. the world, and, you know, all the best singers? How sick would a We Are The World uh, song be with just vocalists of our scene? I feel I, like they should do that. That would be so sick if you ask me. Can you imagine having a group with like Sean Mike from Alisan or Telly from Word Alive? And, you know, stuff like that. Just all in one song. Oh, man. For some reason, I thought they did something similar to that. Did I dream it? I think you dreamt it. Maybe we, I maybe we dreamt it at the same <laughs> time and all people across the world are having the same dream. And it's going to come true. That would be so sick. I'm telling you. That, that, needs to, that needs to happen. I don't know. How do we make that happen? Maybe I can get the people that have been on Ian Hates Music. Ooh. Just get everyone. That's a lot of people, too. Yeah, that really would. I don't know how to fit all these people into a song. <laughs> but anyways. I like that, that idea, though. Side rant. For some reason, I thought it happened. But I like that idea. I could see it. I could see it. All right. We're going to have to table that idea to get through the rest of the show, though. Deal. And that's copyright. Ian hates music. Yep. No one else can have that. TM. Trademarked. Well, let's go on to some more good news then, right? Yes, sir. So this was well, for some people. Well, for some, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> this was around four years in the making, right? Yeah, that's way too long. So it turns out that A Day to Remember have finally won their lawsuit against Victory Records. They were awarded $4 million over five years. So what do you think? That is a huge payout. You know, when, when all this is going on, I, you know, I, I knew A Day to Remember would win. But I didn't think that this was the kind of money they were dealing with. Did you? 
four million in unpaid royalties. Damn. I guess it makes sense though because I guess they're also going to get their lawyers paid for them. I would assume as well. Yeah. I but mean, I, I don't know how all that works though. Yeah, neither do I. I've, I've never been a lawyer, and I don't you have intentions to be. That's why <laughs> I like got you on the show. Do. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was such a bargain. Yeah, Jiminy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, four million dollars and unpaid royalties. So royalties is like the money they made off of their albums and merchandise and everything, right? Yeah. So the way this works is that I think Victory gets to continue selling their albums, but they have yeah. to pay royalties to a data. Remember, so when they were selling all those albums, they weren't giving them those royalties. So that's what they're getting. So now a data remember now gets to license out their music if they want to, which they originally could not. And then right. Victory Records gets to continue to sell those albums, but they have to pay royalties as they continue going. Wow. So so even if a data remember, let's say, signs to a new label and they make an album with them, would would Victory still be in that mix? Absolutely not. No, no. No, right? It's just the albums that a data remember put out with Victory. With Victory. Yes. Right. So Common Courtesy and Bad Vibrations, they will continue to get nothing from that. Common Courtesy wasn't on Victory? No, that's why that's when everything started. That oh, was they yeah, left. Right, yeah. They said, We're not with you anymore. We already fulfilled our agreement. And they went and they did common courtesy. Oh, that's why they have that song. The document speaks for itself. And they have a couple little shots fired in, in their songs. Right. Yep, you're right. Yep. I forgot about that, actually. I, I forgot that it started with common courtesy. I thought um, Bad Vibrations was their first album without it. Nope, it should be it should be common courtesy. And here's the statement from a day to remember. As many of you know, more than five years ago, we filed a lawsuit against Victory Records seeking freedom and resolution on several issues we had with them. For the past two weeks, we have been in court arguing our case. Yesterday, the jury came back with a unanimous verdict in the trial granting us the freedom and resolution. Thank you to the fan base for supporting us through this difficult time. We couldn't have done this without you. This isn't just a victory, pun, <laughs> for us, but also a victory for every band wronged over the years. Right doesn't always win, but yesterday it did. Boom. That was a good one. So look, I don't, I don't know. I like a lot of things victory has done in the past band-wise. I don't know all the backstories, as I'm sure, Jackson, you don't know all the backstories of the record industry and everything. I know All I know is that Victory used to be the shit. With the bands that they had, right? Yeah, they used to. Now it's like all they had it was a day to remember. Well, I still like them because technically Snow White's Poison Bite is still with them. Right. So I'm not going to talk bad about them because I want that next album so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> If they get paid for it. Yes, and that's the thing. <laughs> we don't know how Victory has treated everyone. Now, I know stories. I'm not going to tell rumors here on the air. That's not my place to do. Plus, I don't want to say allegedly every five seconds. So we'll leave that <laughs> as it is. That. But we know we'll have a band we're going to talk about later that had a different record label issue as well. Like It happens a lot. So this is just one of those really, really big cases, though, because it was drawn out for so long. And this yeah. is the same thing that could happen to Avenged Sevenfold. 
We have no idea how long that court case will be and if they'll get the same grantings because they left their contract, but for a different reason. Right. And that's true. But see, the thing with victory is I feel like it's way more sleazy because I feel like they weren't trying to help at all. You know, the fact that it dragged out this long, this was something that they probably knew that they weren't going to win. And that's why it took like they fought it to the very second knowing that they weren't going to win, but that they could stretch this out as long as possible. Like, I don't feel like there was a win. The whole thing was because they didn't count two live albums as albums, right? They didn't count the re-release as an album either. Okay, that's what it was. And they had to make like five with Victory. But they know very well that, you know, a re-release or a live album or anything does count as an album. And they know that. But I will say this, though, in Victory's defense, because if you check their statement that they released earlier on during this whole process, it was after the Kerrang! interview. I believe it was with Jeremy. I'm, I'm assuming it was. I could be wrong, though. But in that statement that they put out, they mentioned multiple times it wasn't them who sued a day to remember. It was a day to remember suing them. And multiple times they tried to settle and a day to remember refused to settle. So it's not them fighting it out. It was actually more a day to remember fighting it out. So uh-huh. it, you see what I mean? So I'm not sure. It probably is still possibly sleazy because I don't know how they're thinking about what an album is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in general, from their statement, I don't know if it's exactly true, but from their statement, it says basically that they were trying to settle and a day to remember wanted this whole full fight. Yeah, they to remember probably knew how much money they could get out of this. They probably spoke with somebody and oh, you know, I, they probably told them, man, you could get almost $4 million around there. Absolutely, or something even more possibly. But this seems like a win, at least for bands, you know, to be able to, if they go through something like this, maybe there's right. a light at the end of the tunnel. Power to the people. I mean, power to the bands. <laughs> <laughs> or both. I wonder if they'll sign to a new album or, or, I mean, a new record label or if they'll just, you know, do what they did with Bad Vibrations. And Common Courtesy. I think they're fine doing it by themselves. I mean, they have their own web store. They seem to be doing everything the way they want to do it. So why even, I don't know, why even bother with that then? They probably have nightmares of label records now. (laughs) They don't even want to deal with that again if they could just do it on their own. Yeah, and then maybe partner with someone to disperse the record. And that's it. Yep. Very possible. All right, so next up, we got Emo Night announces their lineup for their two-year anniversary celebration on December 6th. Now, this lineup is pretty stacked, if you ask me. I'm a little surprised. Why? It's a lot of shit, man. Yeah, it is. I know they're like, you know, somewhat DJ sets or however you want to put it, but like imagine if it was just the bands. Like if you just go to like in a band perspective. Sure. If that was like just a band lineup, that would oh man, that'd be insane. Like Jackson said, it's December sixth. It's at the Echo Echo Complex. Mm-hmm. Or Echoplex, I guess is how you say it. But they've got acoustic performances by Tyrone Ritter and Nick Wheeler of All American Rejects and then Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath. Yeah. And the almost of course, but Under Oath. Just that right there. It's like, oh, that's a good one. And then live performances by Movements. Movements is really great. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how, but they found me. I don't know that one. T-I-L-L-I-E. Tilly or Tylee or something like that. So I have to look them up. And then yeah. Luna Shadows and Love Nothing. Those were all the live performances. And then 
they have the DJ sets. Now, does that mean that these people are going to be there DJing? Or does it mean they sent off like what they want people to play for them? Oh, no. This is actually them going. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's an honor for them. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> to be invited to the special emo night. So, yeah, they have Newfound Glory, Craig Owens, Cartel, Set Your Goals, State Champs. Like, it just, it goes on and on and on. Pretty crazy indeed. Yeah, I would, like, I mean, I feel like I say this almost every episode. I wish Emo Night was in Texas, because that would be sick. We have Emo Night in Boston. They just don't have any of the bands show up and do DJ sets. Hey, maybe one day. Just keep your fingers crossed. But yeah, so if you're in L.A., I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't go to this. Yeah, it looks sick. And I hope to go to Emo Nights more here in Boston. How is that like a once a month kind of thing, or how does that work out? It's once a month. I'm normally doing shows during Emo Nights, so... They're only on show nights? Pretty much, but that's because every fucking night of my life is show night. <laughs> Pretty much. That's a good thing and a bad thing. I have Final Fantasy XV loading in my PS4 right now. It's been over two hours, and it still hasn't played. I'm never going to have time to play it. And how much does it say it's got left? I don't know. I'm paying attention to you. <laughs> We're doing the show. <laughs> my bad. I just yeah, know I it's going get... in the background somewhere. Anyway. 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 What? Ian, take this away, because I know you like this one. Yes. Apparently, a quote-unquote video surfaced of... Sonny Moore, a.k.a. Skrillex, singing on what appears to be a new from first to last song. So this is, once again, this is all press, because why wouldn't it be? It's like a seven-minute video of a dark room. And look, I don't know if maybe just my connection wasn't good, but I could not see who this person was. Me either. You can't distinguish that that's Sonny Moore. But then again, I don't feel like all press would lie about that. True. I don't think so either. I don't think they're in the business of lying. I just think that sometimes these things aren't stories. And I don't know why they didn't pick up. Like they're going through a retrospective of when Skrillex apparently possibly leaked that demo version of the song that set everyone off. And they should have just listened to my show. They should have just listened <laughs> to the conversation I had with Matt Good. The only thing he did not say on there was if Sonny Moore was officially joining or not. That's the only thing. And he said he couldn't talk about it. Normally when someone oh, says that, you yeah, know what I mean? For real. There are things you can infer. Plus, he talks about Spencer and he talks about everything else. So it's like, why didn't they talk about that instead of just like posting this weird video? But good for Matt because Matt is so good at promoting and marketing that he can put out something or have someone possibly allegedly put out something like that and it just gets everyone buzzed and ready to go. And he's been grinding too. Matt Good, I mean, from first to last to after from first to last, he has been nonstop working on anything. And he is very good at what he does yeah. as well. I mean, that is that is a hardworking man. He is one of the, to me, one of the titans in the industry when it comes to producing, um, marketing, straight up just being in a band, a badass guitarist, a vocalist. Yeah. I mean, the guy does it all. He's He's a Swiss Army knife of the scene. He absolutely is. He's the glue holding the scene together. Yeah, he is killing. And and it's no wonder that all these very well-respected bands are coming to him to record very big albums. Yep. Like Memphis Mayfire. Asking, um, Asking Alexandria. Alexandria. I mean, they know, everybody knows that this new album 
is a very big deal. Right. And for you to go to Matt Good in this situation is like, you know, that's a well-trusted man. So Dude, famous last words has him on that track. It's awesome. Yeah. He he's just he's everywhere. Yeah, he really is. And you never know. He could literally drop the new from first to last album before Christmas. You just have no idea. Oh my gosh, that would be insane. Plus, don't forget that like pop punk band that he's making right now, too. He's doing everything. Yep. He's got so many not just, you know, projects, so many amazing projects. And I forgot when you were mentioning about supergroups that we were excited about or that will work out. I forgot that this is one coming up that I the am excited one. about. You know, you couldn't really see Sonny Moore's face too well, but what did you think of the way it sounded? Well, I think everything they do is awesome. So <laughs> I never, oh, I mean, come on. There are a few talks on Ian Hate's music conversation edition that are like an hour, an hour plus, that I am just a fanboy because I'm trying to get every question that you guys listening out there want to ask these guys. Fucking Sean from Alisana, Matt Good from From First to Last, it's Steven Giuliano from I Am Ghost. Like the list goes on of amazing people I've had a chance to have long, long conversations with. And I'm just trying to get what I believe everyone else's questions are because that's what I've been thinking of most of my life is asking those questions. I mean, with Matt, we went through the entire discography from the beginning of their career all the way till months ago. Everyone check that episode out. You really should. Yeah. And that, that's one that everyone should revisit. That's an Ian Hayes highlight. It really is. That's probably one of the things we're going to talk about at the anniversary show for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> what did you think? It's I seven seconds. It. It, I mean, I know it was just seven seconds. And I know you couldn't exactly see that that was Sonny Moore's face. But the body and the way like his hair was, you can kind of tell it was him. I mean, in all, the video looked like it was recorded with a damn toaster. Well, right. <laughs> but when it comes to like vocals wise, it actually sounded like from first to last. And it sounded good. I mean, I know bad or good either way. You were shedding a tear when you had your fam girl moment. But it happens. It was actually good. It really was. And it makes me really excited, too. And I know that it's nearing the end of the year and it's nearing the new year. <laughs> and I know that this is when people like to make announcements. I mean, it's the new year. You know what I mean? Sure. So we might be hearing something about that video very soon. Completely possible. Let's leave our from first to last talk until later. Otherwise, I'll do this the whole show. <laughs> Let's start connecting every track to every certain moment in life and stuff. And next thing you know, we're having Ian Hates cry. Oh, for sure. Let's move on to a couple of big festival announcements. We've got the first one, which is called Aura Fest, A-U-R-A. So this is 2017. It's going to take place in Savannah, Georgia. And they have announced these bands so far. Unearth, O Sleeper, He is Legend, The Bunny, The Bear, Sycamore, Artifacts Pareo, Reckless Serenade, and some more as well. There is one I left off the list. Did you notice one? For a reason. Yeah, did you notice that and one? I was See, I was going to say it. Today was actually going to be the first time I came up with my own breakdown from the past. And I was going to pick them. You're the worst. Because, <laughs> but wait, no, 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 time out, time out, time out. <laughs> they just started doing stuff now. They haven't made music in six years. Dude, I just saw them live 
on Ian Hates Music, I had a whole concert breakdown of when I went to see them live. No, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like they just started going back to performing and stuff, but you know they were broken up for a very long time. They haven't made music in six years. All right, well then, do so you want to hold this off then until we do your <laughs> breakdown from the past? Because you can't just make a new one, so. I know. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about this then later on. See, when you left him off, I was like, dude, he just left out my breakdown from the past. There's something fishy going on here. So, okay, then we will talk about that later on in the show. But because of that, this is what you get. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That's very disrespectful. I'm sorry. That's true. That is my true. mistakes did not deserve that punishment. There was such strong language in that clip. My apologies. <laughs> my apologies to you, good sir. I would accept your apology, but I feel like I wouldn't be as good of a friend if I did. I should put my foot down and take a stand and tell you, Ian, he's got to go. No, what? I don't care if he's here. He's got to go. All right. You know what we'll do then? We'll put a no, poll, no, we'll put a poll no. up on Twitter. And we'll, okay. see, we'll see who wants you to go. You know you're going to get 100% keep him on the show just because of me. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Do it. Fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Well, look. Back to Aura, by the way. If you're in Savannah, Georgia, on Saturday, February 18th, it's 25 bucks. It's crazy. There's a lot of great bands here. Yep. A lot of great I bands. Agree. And let's move on to another sick line. I wish this shit would come over to Boston and stuff. We never get good festivals like this. Why the hell does this happen in Ohio? Who cares about Ohio? Well, Ohio or Savannah, Georgia. Sorry to Georgia. the listeners in Ohio. <laughs> right. Sorry to the listeners in Ohio. <laughs> or Savannah or L.A. All these places that we're not. But we still talk about this stuff because it's interesting. But yes, today also they announced the Rock on the Range lineup. And this is, once again, this is just nuts. This is an amazing lineup. Okay, so we got Metallica, Soundgarden, Korn, Offspring, Chevelle, Papa Roach, Seether, Coheed and Cambria, Taken Back Sunday, Thrice, Pierce the Veil, Skillet, Sum 41, Dillinger Escape Plan, In Flames, Motionless and White. Beartooth, Every Time I Die, The Story So Far, The Amity Affliction, I Want to Say a Tella, but I'm not going to say it because I'm going to let Ian say that, Norma Jean, Suicide Silence, White Cap, oh my god. Uh, Attila will be there, sadly, yes. mm-hmm. to ruin the whole thing. They're the, last, they're the first band to perform because they want to get rid of it. But, uh, I don't know, isn't there someone else on here that you don't like? Or is that just a band that I've never heard of before? I can't think of what you're saying. Or what band you mean. There's a band on here, someone called Radke. So I wasn't sure if maybe that was Ronnie. And he was just doing a solo. I wasn't sure if maybe he was just doing solo work. It's coming in the troll, everybody. Possibly. But also Siler's on this. Fire from the Gods. Wage War. Yep. Now, this is another great lineup. And that's with us skipping around bands. We didn't even name all of them. Because you should just go to this concert... So you should just look it up. But it's May 19th, 20th, and 21st of 2017. The part I find really cool about this is that you see more bands from our scene entering these big lineups nowadays. I agree. Like Rock and Range didn't would not necessarily play our bands at right. all. Right, right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd say half of this lineup is our scene. Of course, they're not headlining, but they're up there. I totally agree. I think out of all the bands, I think Pierce the Veil is at the top of the totem pole out of our scene, right? I think that was the highest one out of the bands we talk about. Most likely, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just to see bands like I Prevail, you know, Wage War and stuff like that, I mean... Siler. 
you wouldn't expect it on i mean this is rock and range we're talking about right no it's very true but that's cool you know it's it's our scene is making a stamp on metal and that is awesome i totally do i wish i could go to this too yeah freaking see we talk shit about ohio because you know why why should there be something in ohio like that but damn you guys are lucky (laughs) <laughs> that is a must-go show. How much do you think tickets are for something like that? Like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks, really? No, I didn't look into it because I'm not going. So <laughs> you didn't you didn't want to shed any more tears. No, over it. other people can go look. If you're gonna go, you go buy <laughs> tickets. That's enough promotion for me because I don't get to go. <laughs> Speaking of tickets, Ian. Ah, what a segue. Ah, what a segue. Well done. This is actually pretty <laughs> awesome. You, yep. me, at sixes. Josh Franceschi. There we go. Thank you. Visits Parliament to protest ticket scalpers. And I think this is awesome. I agree. Because I guess that the UK does not have the same protection that we have over here from like the ticket bots. Okay. What protection is that? See, I don't know too much about, you know, the things that actually stop this from happening. I don't know anything about it. I just know there's a lot of assholes out there. They buy tickets as soon as they come out. Well, you and know, sell them for like triple the price. Well, you know how when you buy a ticket online, you have to either click that box that says like "I'm not a robot," or you have to put the phrase in that has all the different right. letters and shit like that. I think in the UK maybe they don't. It's been a long time since I bought a ticket over in the UK, so I don't necessarily remember. But I think <laughs> that's what he's fighting for and they're fighting against is they want to make sure that those ticket bots that can just go to whatever site and buy a whole ton of tickets that they're not doing that like here sure a scalper can buy tickets but digitally they're supposed to be able to fight against that already it makes it harder for a scalper right exactly and nowadays you know even in the uk and other places as well including the united states when's the last time you've gone to a venue to wait for a ticket it's been a while it's been a while unless oh god <laughs> Unless it's a show, like unless it's sorry, unless it's a secret show, I still remember when My Chemical Romance had the Black Parade come out. They did a secret show the day of in Boston in one of the smallest clubs, and it was just one of those things where they just announced it. So I just ran over to the venue and I waited there for like seven hours or whatever. Damn. Well, come on, I get to tell the story for the rest of my life that I got into one of the smallest venues ever. Seven hours. That's oh not even God. that's not even including the show. So let's get back to the story. I think it's great that you me at 6 is really like putting themselves out there to champion this fight because it is very important. I mean, look, we deal with a lot of shit here with fees and taxes and everything, but if I wasn't able to go to my shows because ticket bots were buying them all the time, like that's the thing I'm not normally worried about when I'm going to a show is because I'm going to buy it the second they come out. But mm-hmm. it really does suck when you miss something. like Right. It's ridiculous. And it's, to be honest, doing the whole ticket scalping, you make a lot of money off that. I could never do that. But I just feel like that is so shitty. You know? Like, mm-hmm. you literally ruin people's days or right. weeks or months or, you know. Like, this is a concert that, you know, or, or any event, really. A ticket scalper, to me, it's, it's just really a shitty thing to do. And that's really cool that Yumi at six is standing up for that because it is an issue. And I guess over there in the UK, it's even worse. So, but that's good. You know, uh, I feel like if anybody should come out and say it, it is the artists that are performing and not just 
a fan because obviously the fan means a lot. Not everyone listens to the fan, you know. So when you have an actual artist coming up and standing up for the fans, then, you know, it, it makes more noise. So that's a cool thing and very good on his part. Very true. I wish him the best. All right. So now I have a quick story from actually a friend of mine, actually a couple of friends, I believe, went to the Five Finger Death Punch show. Now, I know you never thought that name would be used on the show, but <laughs> sometimes shit happens. And maybe you guys have seen some of the articles already because it ended up being like headline news in the metal community. They were playing at the DCU Center, so it was them and Shinedown. Now, from what I know right now, Shinedown did not play 45 three times like I would expect them to. <laughs> they only played it once. So I would have already been upset. Okay. No, no comment on that. <laughs> Four to five, four to five. Enough. Is that enough? I don't know. I thought I did a really good job with that. You know, it was good. It's passable. It's feasible. Thank you, sir. Whatever. Well, then, (laughs) (laughs) Five Finger Death Punch comes on stage and allegedly... Ian's favorite band. Yes, absolutely. Allegedly, the lead singer came on visibly intoxicated. I'm going to say allegedly again because I don't know how much of a dick he is. But from the stories that I've heard, and if you look him up, there are plenty of stories similar to this. But this, I guess, went way further than normal. I actually did not know that. I didn't know he had a record for this. Yeah, from concert goers and stuff. Yeah, he's not normally wow. known as the best person. Wow. that's I learn something every day. Continue. Very true. <laughs> he then goes on to announce something similar to, hey, I'm really fucked up and basically was almost crying because he was saying that his mother was dying or was already dead from that day. So now that totally makes sense that it would be kind of crazy for him to be performing and whatnot. He goes on to screw up the rest of the songs that they play, and basically by the eighth song, he walks off the stage. Doesn't say goodbye or any of that kind of stuff. And then someone from the band had to come back out and say, I'm sorry, we have to be with our brother He's going through a really tough time and good night, basically. Now, they're headlining a larger venue in Massachusetts. They weren't just supposed to play eight songs. It was probably going to be like, I would assume, an hour and a half set. For sure. I guess his sister or his estranged sister or someone came out and said, no, our mother's fine. (laughs) And I think she has a restraining order against him. I don't know, allegedly. I'm just going to say allegedly for all this shit because I read it, but I'm still not sure what's true and what's not. So I'm not sure exactly, but that's what was kind of said there. And then he now has come out and said that he just melted down and that his mother, I guess, is okay. And he's just having mental breakdowns, I guess. Oh, God, that just sounds crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he said the next night or some night after he was at a performance again and he said i always make fun of kanye west i found out today he's still in a expletive mental institution i never got it before i'm starting to get it now if it wasn't for you expletives i don't think i'd be on the stage so let's just wash it all away that just sounds like the mind of a crazy person look you might be right He could actually be dealing with mental problems. It's completely possible, and that sucks if he is. The whole thing for me, though, is it seems like a lot of alcohol is involved. Yeah, that's what it seems like. 
for me, I am not going to jump down someone's throat for drinking a lot. I'm just not going to do it. Like people do what you do to get by, you know, try and drink responsibly. We all make mistakes and we all make dumb mistakes when we drink. So I'm not going to completely jump down his throat. The thing though is when I do stupid things when I've been drinking, (laughs) which happens from time to time, very rare, but it does happen. If something like that happened, I'm not charging you for my stupidness. He's charging people for his stupidness. I'm not mediocrely singing bad songs and charging people for it. (laughs) I like how you just throw in your slight shade at like saying that they suck and everything (laughs) in in the middle of your rant. Thank you. You comment on that a lot when I do that, by the way. Because you always just slide it in there and it's like, hey, like I'm catching that, you know. Cause you like don't even acknowledge it at all. You just like, yeah. I mean, I can't believe even they even suck that bad. And it's like, wait, what? What? Yeah. If I get drunk and I go sing karaoke, you're not paying to see me. You I are know. for them. Cause what do they have? See, Seriously, what do they have? They have two songs: the cover of <laughs> Bad Company, and they have the cover of House of the Rising Sun. I'll be honest with you. I'm a very big Five Finger Death Punch fan. I wish I had I- a soundboard. Of like no. digging, what? Like digging, just like sounds of like a shovel going into dirt and throwing. <laughs> Me it. Digging my own. Yeah, you just keep doing it. <laughs> I'm I, just getting worse and worse every yeah. episode, ain't I? Ian? <laughs> yes. See, I honestly thought you would like Five Finger Death Punch, but um, I can wow. see why that was one of the meanest things you've ever said to me. That was no, so. I could see you liking Cold World. There you go. I topped it. All right. Well, that was yeah. Fine. <laughs> um. Oh gosh. <laughs> but, but, All right, here, yeah. here. I'll make I'll make you feel better. Here. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I wonder what people think when they listen to the show who haven't listened for like a long time. I wonder if they even get any of this. If this is your first episode, this is see. I feel like. It's not our fault, but I guarantee you, if this is your first episode, you were probably just like, what the fuck is this? Maybe we need to do like a disclaimer at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Oh, no. Yeah, because this is like, I feel like this is like an insider-based episode kind of thing. It kind of is, and I don't know how it happened, but it did. So, hey, that's fine. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. It's fun, right? Yeah, of course. We're having fun. I I think people listening are having fun. And you played my favorite sound bit. So you're right. It did make me feel better. See, there you go. That one in the album review sound bit is my favorite. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing that one, too. <laughs> Anyways, back to Ian's favorite band, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh. See, I don't feel like if you do have issues in life, you should turn to alcohol. True. But, again, it's nothing against drinking. It's just I feel like if you feel that that's going to be the thing that's going to help you, I'd say 95% of the time you're wrong. Like, that is not going to help. I don't know. That so, that might be high. That might so be a high I, I percentage. I really do believe so. I don't think alcohol will ever help anything. I don't know. It tastes good. And <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, wait. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It helps for the moment. But in the long run, it solves nothing and it helps nothing. It takes away the pain for a little bit, but adds more pain sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. For sure. And believe me, I'm not 
And that is not the point of the show is either to tell you to do one thing or the other. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's but, nothing against alcohol. I mean, dude, you can smoke, you can drink, whatever. Yeah. That's, you know, that's all you. I'm never against somebody for their own thing. I just know? have trouble sometimes like jumping down people's throats when I know I've made mistakes and I know so many good people that have made mistakes. So I'm not saying that that won't happen, you know, anything like that. Right. But I don't like the idea of like if I was at that show, mm-hmm. I would want a refund. And I know people that went to that show and want a refund and they should give part of it back. You know what I mean? You don't have to give the whole thing back because they got to see at least one other band before then. And look, right, but if, something that tells you like, hey, you know, we understand and we're sorry. You right. know, we're not going to fully refund you because either way you did go to a show and it wasn't like the whole thing got canceled. But exactly. here's a little something, you know, that little thing goes a long way. See, but the thing that's that I had, the problem, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we needed that's what she said sound bit. But no, anyway. I don't want to bring that to the show. I just wanted to do it for that one. <laughs> um, see, the thing isn't the alcohol or the intoxication on stage to me. To me, it's the fact that he said it was because of his mother and right. it's, it's not, you know what I mean? That is the issue. Of course, it makes it look worse because he was intoxicated. But to me, that's not at all the problem. Right. You know what I mean? I I bet you Kanye West doesn't go up on stage intoxicated. He just digs his own grave probably sober. Who knows? I don't fucking know. I don't know enough about Kanye West, nor do I want to know. It has to do with, you know, the things consumed. It's really what he said where it's like, yeah, you know, my mom, you know, everyone in the crowd at that moment was like, oh, man, you know, that's well, right. Yeah, they made... They felt bad. Right, exactly. And that's playing with people's emotions when you don't have to just for your own gain. She is fine. Everything is fine. He goofed. And he just needs to admit that he goofed. That he goofed. That <laughs> he goofed, yes. <laughs> I would tell you this, though. If I was in that audience, which I wouldn't be, but if I was in that audience oh and that happened after that eight song set, if they walked off, right. I'd be like... I think that <laughs> completely describes what the guy <laughs> from Five Finger. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> I just had to sit here and just just wait forty five minutes. I think that just would be a hilarious that song stretched out forty five minutes. Would you pay money to see it? Only if they then proceeded to rickroll people while Ooh. it was happening. <laughs> I would do that too, actually. With a rickroll, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd participate. There you go. So, anyways, who knows? It's actually not the end. Because I'm sure there are going to be more reports coming out. Because apparently that's not really a new thing for them to go through. So who knows? The thing I want to see is, does anyone get a refund for it? Yep. All right. So last bit of news here. At this time, there is no specific announcement. But yesterday, so Monday, Ice Nine Kills wrote a little special announcement thing yeah a little surprise thing saying hey something new's coming tomorrow and then they made this super long hashtag and if you see the hashtag because i'm not gonna read every fucking letter and number here 
read it backwards. Safe as Justice Shadow <laughs> 2017. I was hoping to be able to talk about it on the show tonight, but they have not made the announcement as of this recording. So we'll have to wait until next week, hopefully. What do you think it is, though? I don't know. As of now. Well, I'm just going to throw one thing. I think it's a re-release. I don't know. What's the point? I mean, new songs on it? Maybe an entirety tour. I already have that album. So I, the only thing I can think of is if they're going to tour with it and do the whole thing front to back. Yeah, an entire an entirety tour kind of but deal, yeah. I would still rather see an entirety tour with every trick in the book, which they haven't done yet. Oh my god, best album ever. It's a fucking great album. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but... Yes, sir, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. We're getting so far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right, let's move on to new songs. All right, Jackson, time for new songs. You want to take this one away? Yes, sir. We got Zayo releasing their song, Xenophobe. And it is going to be on their new album release, The Well-Intentioned Virus, which drops December 9th on Observed Observer Records. Now, is that a self-release or is that an actual record label? I don't know. I guess it's kind of a self-release. It is traditional Zayo, if you ask me. Um, There's still no cleans. What's up? Well, that's because it's not a new song. It's not? No, they took the song they released last year. They put out like two songs last year, and this is one of them, and they changed some of the composition to fit the new feel of this new album that's going to be out. So it's not I didn't te- even notice Yeah, that. it's not technically a new song, just so you know. So no cleans. Wow. You were correct. No <laughs> cleans. And they do this thing where like after a minute, they do an instrumental for like another minute plus, and then they come back into the screaming again. Yeah, you know, it's a really good song, and I'm really excited for the new album. We're going to be talking about it. Yep. No doubt about it. I mean, look, they have a whole past that we're going to go into when we do the actual album review, so we don't have to do that right now. They have I totally a got you. Very, very interesting history. Like, no band member is an original member. Like they have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So we'll go into that when we actually do the album, which we will be doing. So I think that's fine. Deal. Next, we have the band Sect, S-E-C-T. And this has members of Earth Crisis and Fallout Boy. Well, this isn't even a new song. See, we're just putting it on here because they have a music video out for it. But it's called Scourge of Empire. Okay. It's a little over a minute long. And they yeah. have... It's like a minute and 25 seconds. And then they're doing feedback between the breakdowns, which I think is pretty funny. Because I've never really heard that before, which I can remember. Right. So it's just, it's interesting. I don't know. It's maybe not my style of music, but it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's a good song, in my opinion, but I've never really been able to devote myself to a song and really fully enjoy it to where like i want to hear it over and over when you got a song that's you know a minute and 30 seconds long tops plus it's like just a fast-paced thrash metal kind of song deal like it's not my fit if you ask me but hearing it once or twice it's a good song it it is but it is very different so you don't like vegan straight edge hardcore scene (laughs) the what oh you didn't know that's what they are is that a thing yeah they're vegan, straight-edge, hardcore. Really? Mm-hmm. And I forgot another... There's another band in there for the supergroup. It's Catharsis as well. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, just so you know. So it's three bands for the super group. But um, the what did you say? <laughs> that sounds funny. The vegan straight edge hardcore hardcore yes. scene. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, if I you don't, if you're not down with that, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but some of us are. Oh yeah, you're saying it like you are. I, I mean, I am, but then I also have a friend who is too. Oh really? Oh. I'm staying quiet for the rest of the episode because I'll never set myself Finally. up again in that way. <laughs> That's all you now, man. You got it. Uh, well, I'm gonna need your help on this one. So, this is oh, our really? our final track in our new Uh-oh. songs. <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll I'll tag in this. All right, good. So, Steve Aoki. I think it's how you say A O K I. I'm terrible you with know pronouncing. You Steve Aoki. Actually, I don't. What? No, this is the first time I've heard of him, and I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, I why would I know? No comment. I like music, Never. so. Oh my gosh, Ian. So Steve, your ignorance hurts me. <laughs> Steve just did a remix of the Black Parade by MCR. We talked about MCR already. We talked about the Black Parade already. I, by the way, before we go into everything, I want to show Jackson something that he's going to announce to everybody. Jackson, what's this? That is, oh my gosh, it's finally the Rock Sound Black Parade album. Yep. (laughs) That came out like two months ago, and Ian pre-ordered it. He was supposed to get it like a month and a half ago. It literally showed up this morning. Wow, it's got your favorite band on that CD. It's not 21 Pilots, I know that. I can skip that song. I know I can skip that fucking song. song. Dude, that song's so fucking terrible. It's so terrible. Oh, gosh. But the reason why I announced that is because Ty did say that I was never going to get that magazine. So, Ty, that one's for you. Boom. That one's for you. And then also, I wanted to thank Rock Sound for having to be very good with the comments and the back and forth. Because apparently they said they sent it out twice before it actually got to me. So, good for them. They did not charge me the way that Merch Now did for another shipment when it wasn't my fault. So thank you, Rock Sound. That puts them still in my good graces. I will continue to buy things from them, but I am happy to have the magazine. I'm happy to have the album, and now I can listen to it. So Now you can hear 21 Pilots. I already did, remember? We've talked about this multiple times. I know, but you, you can keep hearing it because now you own it. You paid money. I pay money for, for 20... Spotify, and I still... No, 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 no. You paid money... To buy a CD with 21 pilots on it. That just uh, that right there is enough. Before we go, go ahead, into what this, you got? before we go into <laughs> this, the thing I'm gonna mention about this remix is that Gerard Way really likes it. So I'm gonna say that as a positive right away. They did a little interview. Everyone loves it. It's amazing. It really is. And I'm not saying that because I like 21 pilots. No, no I'm not. Like. Wait, wait, wait. Did you think I was talking <laughs> about the? Wait, did you think I was talking about the the 21 pilots cancer version? No, I was talking about this one. No, everyone oh, wow. hates the 21 Pilots one. No, oh, no, shut no. Up. Everyone hates that one. No, Gerard Way <laughs> said he liked Steve Aoki's version of the Black Parade. You're full of shit. No, I'm just letting you know. What and did you think of this track? I did like it. Of course. I did. I did. I, I will admit it because I know good music when I hear it. Ian. All right, so do me a favor. No. Tell me why. Well, first of all, it's really hard to get the Black Parade and mess it up. If you ask me, and I'm, and I am mm. actually a fan of Steve Aoki's work. If you go back, like I actually do like Steve Aoki, and when I heard he was even doing the remix for this, I actually got pretty stoked for it. So, what did you like about it? What do you mean? 
well, like, what about it makes this a good remix slash cover slash whatever you want to call it? Just the the way that he produces it. I mean, the the instrumental and everything. What instruments? What, what are ins- you talking about? What instruments are there on that track? Well, not like guitars and drums. You know what I mean? Like the uh, instrumental, like the the noise. I don't know how do you say the DJ noise. The DJ noise. That's a good way to put it. The DJ noise. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, how like about the instrumental sound? I mean, how else do you how else do you word that? So how about this? How about we play a little bit of it so that people who haven't been able to hear it can hear what I'm talking about. can't take anymore I, I want i wish everyone could see ian's face as that as that was playing i couldn't take it anymore why that was so awful you don't like it was an insult any... it was an insult to the music Ian, you're very harsh i don't know i don't want to carry around a glow stick and <laughs> i just i don't oh man Ugh. Like I love how you like had to pick on me before. This. What do you like? What instrument? What do you mean? What instrument? Yeah, I meant like the instrumental. Like the instrumental is not necessarily instrument. It's just the way. Oh. It's just the sound of the song. See, I. You know what I mean? Okay. See, I when I hear instruments, I think actual <laughs> instruments. I don't think pressing a button on a computer and going like I don't know. I just I don't get it. I'll never understand good, that stuff. It's good. It's good. It's good. And you know Ooh. it. No, I no, no, no. no that's kidding. for no, sure. No. Okay. I knew when this came out, I said, Ian's not going to like that. As soon as I heard it, I said, Ian is not going to like that. Guaranteed. I don't care. I don't care if they got it from first to last song or any of his favorite bands and did that to it. He would absolutely hate it. Yes, I knew it. I would. I would absolutely hate it. Possibly ruined Ian's night, didn't it? It was bad. It was bad. I listened to that whole fucking thing before, too. <laughs> On that note... Let's leave this segment and let's go to some concert reviews. All right, guys. So I got to go to two pretty damn awesome shows over Thanksgiving break. First one was the face-to-face tour. We started off the night with Out Came the Wolves. And I will say, Jackson... You were absolutely right. The lead singer is definitely a rock star. He's a fucking rock star, isn't he? Yeah, no doubt about that. He had his red leather jacket on. Yeah. Parading around stage and stuff. I think they did a good job. My only complaint was the same thing that when we talked about their album, the genres of music they're choosing are so all over the place that it's hard to follow when they're doing it live as well. You're saying, what is this band? Yeah, I... I couldn't tell you what genre they are. It depends what song you're hearing. And they're talented. There's no doubt about that. It's just the fluency isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Good it's starting good band. Show. Yeah. 
Very good starting band. Good all the way through. Then we got to the Color Morale. I thought they were awesome. Played a lot of Desolate Divine. Now I've seen them live before, so this wasn't new to me. But it was really nice hearing that new album because of how much I like it. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Garrett, got some cool Color Morale merch, and gave him the card. So hopefully he will be coming on the show at some point. That would be incredible. I can I can see having a conversation with him would be really sick. I totally agree. So let's hope that happens for sure. Then we had Hands Like Houses. Now, I like Hands Like Houses. You know, I've talked about them on the show a few times before. Uh, all right. Yeah, they're talented. They're very talented. Yeah. My problem with them, though, live is that their stuff tends to blend together. Right. I think that's the tougher part for me is that they have that genre and they stick to it was really difficult to know when they even switched to the next song. Do you feel the same way even when listening to their music not live or it all just blends, like especially on their newer stuff? Yeah, if I was just to start the album and go front to back, mm-hmm. like I like it, but it definitely blends together. And you could even tell that live. Yes, absolutely. Like even more live. I, I lost track of the songs. Wow, that sucks. Cause That's nor- a bummer. Yeah, normally I count in my head, you know, the names and then also the number. <laughs> To see how yeah. long they go and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I lost track. So <laughs> talented guys wow. for sure. No doubt about that, but definitely blends. So, And then we got to our last night and they killed it again because they always do. I've never seen them live. I'd like to see them live. I feel like they'd put on a really good show. And it, I'm glad you said that because now I know they will. If you get a chance to see them now, this show, they did not play as long as they played for their 10th anniversary show. But that was also a more special occasion than coming right. back on tour. But anytime, I think I've seen our last night at least twice this year and probably like four or five times in the last two years. So around that, wow. anytime they're around, you should definitely go see them live. They kill it. They really do. And then they did one of their cover songs where they had the Color Morale come out and Hands Like Houses come out and do the song with them as well. What song? I forget the name because I'm bad with pop names. That's cool though. Were they the last band? I can't remember who was yeah, the headliner. Yeah, they were the headliner. They were the last? Yeah. Okay. Well, because uh, Boston show is like a hometown show, too. Oh, uh, okay. Right. So, yeah, they did a great job. They did an absolutely great job. What's funny was they did the mannequin challenge during the On show. stage? Yeah, and I hate that. I hate the mannequin <laughs> challenge. I hate it? It's fucking stupid. It just really is. It's really fucking dumb. And the funny part was people thought they'd be all cool and be crowd surfing while... The mannequin challenge was, was happening, but they're forgetting that most of those people that are there are weak. So no one could really hold up someone without flinching and without moving. So it could never be a good mannequin challenge because they couldn't hold them up. So maybe you'll see that on the DVD that they're making. Jackson, you froze. Mannequin challenge. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's gonna see me blink and he's No, like, oh, use that really <laughs> use that really well because normally your Skype will freeze at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Hey everyone, that gets a round of applause. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much. I, I was for sure I was getting busted because I was like, fuck, I can't stop blinking. No, because I wasn't <laughs> I was looking at the screen to see if there was something wrong with the Wi-Fi or something. <laughs> So anyways, right. so well, yeah. I'm glad that our last night killed it. That's cool. They always do. They really do. And that's a recommendation to anyone. You should definitely see Color Morale and Our Last Night Live if you have the ability to. Cool. 
So now we get to the Hell in the Hallways Part 2 Thanksgiving Fest. So now I gotten the varsity package. So I got to go in and do the acoustic set that they did, which was two tracks, which was cool. Lucky. And then they gave us a a Carrie White diploma that you get signed and like a hat and pencil set and like all you know, all that kind of stuff. And then got a picture with them. So when I went over for Ice Nine Kills, because normally I don't do pictures with anybody, but since it was part of that, I did it. I gave my card to Spencer and I talked to him a little bit about Scream. And I'm hoping that he will come on the show at some point. I, I anytime I reach out to them, I never hear back. So we'll see. But it would be awesome because I know we'd have plenty of stuff to talk about. That'd be sick. Uh, but that's cool that you even got the opportunity to do that. Oh, sure. What two songs did they do acoustic? Jonathan and What I Didn't Learn in Study Hall. Ah, I love that song. Yeah. So they did a good, you know, it was a good job. And then, I kid you not, this might be one of my favorite shows of the year. Because it just went straight through, man. Straight through. There were two local bands. Band called A Fathom Farewell and Eyes on Satellites. You've talked about Eyes on Satellites before, right? Yep, I have indeed. show. So both of those bands were really, really great because they had to warm the whole crowd up. You know, they had to get everyone ready and they did an excellent job of it. Just an excellent job. Then came Assuming We Survive. And that was a lot of fun because that kind of changed the genres around a little bit because they're more easy core and they killed it. They were really, really good. A lot of fun. Really nice guys. Then you had It Lives at Breeze and they killed it. It was just such a great, like, all-around show. And I know I'm just saying they killed it. There's really not a whole lot to say besides they did a great set. They had audience participation. Every band sounded good. I already liked their music. So that kind of just works for seeing them live, too. But it also puts the bar high, too. Because if I like a band, but then I see them live and they can't pull it off, then I get set. It's a whole new level. Yeah. So for this to work out so well was really great. Now, all those bands I had never seen live before. I have never seen any of them live either. I will recommend that if they ever come out to you, you definitely should. Then Sirens and Sailors came on. That and must have I've, been amazing. I've seen them live before. So I already knew what I was in for. But once again, man, just they are so energetic. The bass drops just sound amazing live. And he just, his screams are awesome. Once again, if there was a drinking game for Ian said, for Ian saying they killed it, it <laughs> wouldn't be, be good. passed out shit right now. But they killed it. So what can I what can I say? So for every one of those bands, except for a Fathom Farewell, I went over, I bought merch, and I gave them a card. So I'm hoping that all those bands can come on the show. And the only reason why I didn't go to a Fathom Farewell is not because they're a smaller band, it's because they didn't have a merch table. Wow, that's really small. Yeah, so I couldn't do anything there. But I bought something from everyone else. And I gave my card to everyone, talked about the show a little bit. Everyone seemed excited. So we'll see. You know, the whole thing about that, though, is I always have to follow up. There really aren't bands that are going to either remember that they have your card or look at the card and go, oh, yeah, I need to contact him about this. It's something that I have to do as well. You know what I mean? So then Ice Nine Kills comes out. Uh And, dude, they're just, they're so fucking good. They're better every year. Too. Every single every, every time, single show, they just get better and better. I don't know what I don't know how it happens. It just does, and they have such a great song selection set list now. Like it's yeah. just front to back, and anytime they play 
every trick in the book songs, when they play Greatest Story Ever Told, when they do all that stuff, it's crazy. So that was killer. I actually... They killed it. Yes, they did. They did kill it. That is true. <laughs> I actually almost went in the pit for me, myself, and Hyde for that whole death to the people part. Oh, it's my God. such a perfect... That's a perfect breakdown. If you have a chance to see them live, you have to. That's why we'll see what this special announcement is. Like, if they're going to tour front to back with their last album, like, that's completely fine. I'm just surprised they're not touring back to back with every trick in the book because they could easily do that too. And it was a huge, huge success. This isn't just like our opinion. Ice Nine Kills was not that big of a band before every trick in the book. No. I mean, respectedly, they were. A good band. They were a great band. Oh, I've, I've been following them for years. Since yeah. yeah, I've been, you know, I've loved them forever. Yeah. But every trick in the book put them on the map for everybody to hear. Right. Literally. So they are where they're at now because of that album. Literally, I was a fan of theirs from the very beginning when they were a pop punk screamo band. Oh. Actually, if you can find that album. The Burning album, the the red one. It was before that. Before that. that Oh, yeah, dude. Really? No, no, no. They completely have changed their sound. They were a pop-punk screamo band, and it was awesome. Wow. It, they were great when they were that, and now they're great when they're this. And they've been this for a long time. It's not like they just changed their sound to become popular. That was a long, long time ago. But I will tell you, even last year when I saw them, they were in one of the smallest venues just last year, and now they're in a much bigger venue. Yep. Their sh- their shows speak for the. I mean, even if you don't, for some odd reason, you don't like their music. If you see Craziness. them at a show, you will have to be like, okay, damn, that was a very very killer show. Like seriously, they are amazing live, and that's really cool that you got to see them, especially at Thanksgiving Killing Fest. And I'm assuming you run prom queen, right? Yes, I won prom queen. You're right. I figured. I figured yeah. you did. Yeah, I did. Because we all know you're a diva. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw something Superstar. about that saying, and the award for prom queen goes to at Ian Hates Podcast. Yeah, it was all for the show. Yeah. <laughs> all for the show, of course. They queened our show, not you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take it. I'll take princess. Fuck it. Oh, we know you would. We know you would. <laughs> but also, I did want to mention, even when we did our, our Warp Tour special, Ice Nine uh-huh. Kills was one of the bands that was awesome at Warp Tour, and you know how difficult that can be. Yeah, that was the band. That was the first band I saw when I came into Warped Tour. So that was technically the first band I ever talked about on Ian Hates Podcast. And then also... Yeah, there you go. Sentiments. So, So yeah, that was the concert experience, and it was great. I don't think throughout this whole year that there's been a show where I've literally enjoyed every single band all the way through, except for that one. To me, the Rise Up Tour was that. Except that you left. Yeah. Yeah. But that was because of personal stuff. Like every band was good. Being a like, weakling is the personal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was my the my uh my weak decision making. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I would recommend all of these bands to everyone to go see live. And I'm hoping that soon, you know, twenty seventeen most likely, because it is First of all, we're booked up for people this year. But then also coming up next year when people are starting tours and they're doing announcements and all that kind of stuff, I think it'd be great to have these people on the show because I think 
it'll be great to get their music out there and just shoot the shit because I think a lot of these people are very interesting and to hear their stories, people will very much enjoy it. I completely agree. All right. Well, I think it's time to move on to tours going on right now that you might still have a chance to see. So let's talk about Senses Fail. They're playing Still Searching in its entirety. They're with Counterparts, Movements, and Lake Pacific. You've got the August Burns Red Messenger 10-Year Anniversary Tour with Protest the Hero in Hearts Wake and 68. That starts in 2017. You still got King 810 doing limited engagements in December. You've got the Hella Chuggy Pop Punk Tour with Bad Case of the Big Mouth. That should be coming to an end soon, I believe. Hell in the Hallways Part 2 only runs until December 6th, so if you're still on the list of cities, you should definitely try and make it since I just talked about that. Palisades is out with Siler in December as well. A War Within is going out in December along with a little part of January too, so make sure to go see Friends of the Show, A War Within. And then The Funeral Portrait and Famous Last Words. Yep. Whole huge list right there. Yeah, there's a lot. And yeah, there's... I can only imagine how many are even coming now with the new year. Because you know in January, there's probably going to be a lot of announcements. So I'm pretty stoked. Me as well. So okay. Yes, sir. All right, let's go on to our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is a little weird week for us. Because first of all, I think it's the lowest amount of reviews we've ever had to do. Right? Yeah, for sure. And then also, there's a band on here that really probably doesn't fit our scene as much. Yeah. But I don't know. I think they fit your scene. No, see, okay, look. All right, well, let's. Ian thinks that I would enjoy Icon for Hire's new album, You Can't Kill Us, on independent records. Okay, it's not independent records, it's independently released. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hey, I'm okay with not knowing that because I don't need to know that. All right, so do me a favor then before we go over all this. Yeah, no, you got to do me a favor. (laughs) What don't you like about this? Okay, so what I would say but I can't say to you is this is not my type of music. Okay. So I want to hear what you have to say about that. Boom, go. See, I did that without hesitation. That's and that was I'm good. Saying. Nope, that was good. Okay, you, so knew, go. you knew where I, I was going. I knew you wanted to hear that. Yeah, because it is your type of music. Yep, I knew right. you were going to say So what I did, and this is, you know, this is what I teased from the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, God. I go, all right, it's really not fair. All of the people ever that listen to the show, plus me, making fun of Jackson for loving 21 Pilots, right? It's not fair. Well, the reason why it's not fair is because literally the only 21 Pilots song I had ever heard was Heathens and the cover that Desires did of Tearing My Heart, which is an awesome cover, by the way. People should go listen to Desires, by the way. Side Awesome note. song, by the way. Well, <laughs> so I went ahead and I said, you know what? I'm a music guru. I'm a music genius. Okay. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I'm very good at it. You know what? I'm going to listen to some 21 Pilots song. So I listened to 
stressed out, ride, and tear in my heart. Tell me what type of music they are. I can't explain it. See, they are to me their own genre. Okay, that's I've never fine. heard anything like it. And I would tend to agree, except that I've heard pop music before. Oh my God. Okay, I could agree with what you're saying when you hear songs like Stressed Out. That is a typical pop song. And that's why I made it to the radio. And Tear in My Heart isn't? No. Okay. That is not a typical pop song. I think Ride all of them are typical no. pop songs. And see, to be honest, see, I love 21 Pilots' new album, Blurry Face. But when I think of the great 21 Pilots, it's the album before called Vessel. Sure. So I know you don't want to do this, <laughs> I but I want you to hear that album. And yeah. it is nothing like Blurry Face. You choose one song from that album and I will listen to it. So you think about that and wait and tell me off air. And we'll make it a surprise okay. for next week. All right? Okay. Okay. All right. See, so that's I feel like if you have to listen to 21 Pilots, I would never tell someone to start off with Blurry Face. Because but it's what album, got them famous, I, though. It is. It is. And that's, to me, I wish they didn't get famous off that album. Like, I feel like the people who like 21 Pilots because of that album only like that album. They don't like 21 Pilots. You know what I mean? Which, I guess you could say that about Bring Me the Horizon as well, maybe. Right. I have, you know, they got a lot of new fans and a lot bigger with this new album. But you know that the new fans that got into them for That's the Spirit don't like uh, <laughs> Suicide Season. Sure. I think that's a pretty fair statement. I am going to guarantee that the change is not that great between For this you, album. I know you're not going to like it regardless. Well, okay. sure, but I will listen to it because I'm willing to do that. I listen to those tracks. I almost said something else. I listen to those tracks. Oh, my gosh. It hurt me. Why? It hurt me because I knew that you weren't going to like the Icon for Hire but you did like Bad X channels, right? I did. Icon for Hire's new album is better than both of those put together. And I'm not even sticking up for Icon for Hire because they've changed. They've gone on the direction that they want to go to. But at least I can say, if I was listening to those three bands, I could say at least Icon for Hire has some semblance of rock music. I could see that. And not for me, but... If you put those three bands next to each other, 21 Pilots, Bad X Channels, and Icon for Hire, if someone asked me which one would Ian like, I would say Icon for Hire. Sure. And I did start. First of all, you love female fronted bands. I do. It's very true. And look, I did start, and that's why this is a longer review for Icon for Hire's new album. Well, I mean, we only got two albums. We might as well go into depth and the reasoning behind why this is a big deal. Right. Well, look, I started with Icon for Hire from the beginning. And I know they got the whole, hey, Paramore ripoffs, you know, that kind of thing, Flyleaf ripoffs, all that kind of stuff. It seemed to me like they were always a band that wanted to do what they wanted to do when they could. They didn't seem like a ripoff band to me. They don't. No. To me, they don't either. But their first two albums had a little bit more rock in them. They had a little bit more actual guitar work. And I could understand, like, I have a few favorite tracks from them. I like Make a Move. I like Off With Her Head. I like Cynics and Critics. I think they have some good tracks. Now, on this album, when they left Tooth and Nail, they went off and they did their own independent thing. And they did a Kickstarter where they wanted to only raise, like, a couple thousand or something like that. They ended up raising, like, $127,000. 
Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot of money for a band to raise that they got Very for this. big and good fan base. Yeah, absolutely. And so what they did was they released three tracks every quarter. And then this is the release of all of them together. So they released That's them cool too. That's cool how they do that. Yeah, and it's if you've noticed, it's been happening with a few different bands. We talked about Protest the Hero just did that as well. Right. That's like a new thing. And I, I believe Destroy the Runner, when we brought that up on the show, I think they're going to have something like that similar too. So I'll have to check that out before I say anything more about it. But So this that was at least an interesting story because I don't think they like Tooth and Nail at all. And they were really, really looking to get out. Like they cited a bunch of differences. And they made a post right after that they finally had their freedom and now they could do what they wanted. And it's very interesting, the stuff that they went through. So now on this album, it seems like they only have two people now. It's Ariel and it's Sean. Most of this album is programmed. You can hear a guitar slightly (laughs) every once in a while. But in most cases, it's like electro pop with a little bit of rock and female rap. (laughs) <laughs> like that's that's what they're doing on this album. That's what they're doing. They've taken that final step towards what they want to do and what they want to be. I liked it when there was a, some driving guitars in there because what I liked about her is I think she's a good vocalist and I think she is. Yeah, right. And they have this ability of her to have so much confidence it seems in herself that she makes you really believe in what she's saying. So she's not being fake about anything. Like when I hear her talk and sing and do all the things that she's doing she sounds very confident in herself and it makes me believe in what she's doing i totally get what you see i don't have see i'll be honest with you i don't have a good defense system like when you brought up you like 21 pilots but you don't like this this is this is pop music and heavier pop music it is and i really really enjoy her voice but i just can't see myself listening to this Gotcha. And here's the thing, it doesn't make sense when I say that because it's true, you do not make I sense. I do <laughs> it, it doesn't, and I know it doesn't. I'm saying it and it's like, but Jackson, you like this. So, right. you know, it, it's kinda like saying, Well, yeah, I love metalcore music. I don't like what's that band? Uh, Capture the Crown. Oh, sure, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I love oh. metalcore music, but I don't like that. Like I feel like this is the only defense I have against that. Like I do like i guess technically i do like pop music but yes, i guess yes. i just don't like this album and that's I the guess thing. that's the only thing i can say about it i guess i'm not expecting you to like because your example is good but your example is flawed in this way is that i could tell you why i don't like capture the crown i can tell you why capture the crown blows compared to the things that i listen to on a regular basis i don't and I see know you could yeah and i don't see though how you could compare 21 pilots to icon for hire and tell me why icon for hire isn't good unless you just don't like female fronted bands and then you're a sexist pig and i completely (laughs) understand that that's fine oh my gosh see that was once again worse what you said or that you said (laughs) i completely understand well i understand you being a sexist pig as you mentioned already i like female fronted bands so i have no problem i'm a feminist if anything so go ahead jackson Okay, so Explain first of all, to people. I do like female fronted <laughs> bands. And I will give you an example of a new up-and-coming one that I've been really jamming lately. Ooh. It's called Mirror Eyes on En Vogue Records. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you should I definitely check to... them out. I will. Yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't talked to you about them. I can't they believe have, it either. I'm disappointed. They have a song on that new Christmas album that En Vogue oh, released. We're going to talk about that 
when Christmas time starts coming. So we're compiling all that stuff. Yep, for sure. Cool. Okay, so you said that yes, you like all metalcore bands, (laughs) but you don't like Capture the Crown. But it's not just because you don't like Capture the Crown. You can nitpick why you don't like Capture the Crown. I could too. Right. Even though I like all metalcore bands, I don't like Capture the Crown. I like pop music sometimes, but I don't like, let's say, Icon for Hire. Sure. So in that sense, it's okay. But when I say I don't like Icon for Hire because it's pop music, that's when it doesn't make sense. Exactly. That's what I did. See, now here's my case. I don't even know how I could nitpick why I don't like a certain pop band. Okay. Because it's not my main genre. That's how I feel. Okay. Like my main music is just metal, metal and punk. Sure. That is that is what I listen to ninety five percent of the time. Gotcha. I'd even go as far as saying ninety eight percent. Don't go too far, man. Occasionally, <laughs> I will listen to pop music because let's say I, for a moment I don't feel like listening to metal. Right. Or guitars and stuff like that. Let's say for that moment I don't feel like hearing it. I only get attached to like a very, very, very hand low, low handful of bands that are pop bands. And I feel like that's why I can't just say like I don't feel like I should be known as like the person who likes pop music because <laughs> I like let's say like three pop bands. You know what I mean? Cause it's not my main thing. I don't even know how I could nitpick it. The like I could tell you why I like Amity Affliction, why I don't like Capture the Crown. You know what I mean? Right. And I can go into depth. I can't tell you why I don't like Icon for Hire, but I like 21 Pilots, even though they're both the same genre. But it I just, can tell you... Icon for Hire doesn't click with me. And right, that's right. like And that's fine. Just, that That is part of like, music. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's part of music is not always to have bands click with you. It's just, I can tell you why Icon for Hire is more talented than 21 Pilots. In your head. No. I can do yes. it because of hearing the albums and comparing them and knowing what takes talent and what doesn't. And I can tell you that there's one that okay, has more what talent. What does than the Icon other. for Hire do that Twenty One Pilots doesn't do? I will tell you, a Twenty One Pilots band consists of what's it called? A ukulele, a piano, and a drum set. Right. So that's three instruments and vocals. Right. So okay, what does Icon for Hire's new album consist of? A keyboard programming and probably a guitar somewhere but in the back in the back somewhere right so i named (laughs) way more stuff that takes talent uh what because you said ukulele no 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 you can take out ukulele and there's still more Mm. their stuff is not as programmed as icon for hire but weren't you telling me before that doing those programs and doing the mixing and all that kind of stuff takes talent to do it does yeah so these are two people, the same two, like the same two that are in Twenty One Pilots. There's two people that are making a wall of sound that's supposed to sound like a full band. They're doing the same thing that Twenty One Pilots are doing. You see what I mean? Like okay, but you just said they're doing what Twenty One Pilots is doing. How does it make them more talented than Twenty One Pilots? Because they're making better music than they are. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how opinion. that's how it works. That's your opinion. That's not. It's not confirmed. Icon. If if that was the case, Ian. Yes. Icon for Hire would not be this low of a band. They would be selling out concert arenas and all that kind of stuff. I know. Stuff. I don't even know. It would be huge. I don't know what you guys do at a Twenty One Pilots concert. What do you do? Like, kind of nod I've your never head. Been to a Twenty One oh, okay. Pilots concert. I've seen the people that go into a Twenty One Pilots concert, oh and my gosh. I have to be like, "What are you doing?" 
Like you just nod your head and you go like, okay, this is happening. All right. Hooray. Ian, Ian, Watch Ian. it. You know, I don't, I don't know. E- 21 Pilots is very talented. And I will tell you. No, I'm not going to take away from the If you t- even dare <laughs> dive into their lyrics. Ooh. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Tearing my heart. It's really uh, tough. Time, the, hey. I was about to wait. I wasn't done. Go into the lyrics of songs like Vessel. Oh, okay. What did you say? Like, here, let me, let me guess. No. I am your vessel. You are my vessel. That's oh my. what we do. We get in our vessels. We do lots of stuff and we do lots of vessels. Hey, we got this vessel. I can't deal with you, Ian. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't believe this turned into an icon for hire versus <laughs> 21 Pilots review. And because 21 Pilots is on a complete another level that Who? is just uh, I am top, sick man. Of you talking about genders like that, all right? What? Just because they're men does not mean they're above oh, Icon up. for Hire. Jackson, jeez. Okay, Icon for Hire has men in it. It's 2016, all right? One man. And why would you even say that they're men or women? How dare you assume their gender, Ian? I think they came out and said How it. How do you know? I think Ian? they said it. It is 2016. You can't just go around putting labels on that people. That is a good you don't point. Know if they're male or female. You told me. How dare you? That is true. You're a good point. Good point. See, you were worse because you assumed. You're a good point. How dare you? You're a good point. I made a good point. Whoa. Let's not go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, back to Icon for Hire with. 21 Pilots rules. Oh, geez. With You Can't Kill Us. You started this. Let me play a little bit of a track so that people can understand. So here's a song called Happy Hurts. So better lyrics. What instrument do you find in there, Ian? I can. You are so full of it. I told you that this album went a step forward with the whole not having a lot of instruments. I know. I told but you that. When you compare them to Twenty One Pilots, I mean, dude, Twenty One Pilots has instruments in every song. Let me play a little bit of Cynics and Critics, and this is where they were starting to get more into the programming. But at least this is a little interesting. We're not critics. We just hate it all. That is so much better than anything yeah, 21 yeah. Pilots ever yes, does. Yes, yes, it is a good song. But you made fun of 21 Pilots lyrics when that female fronted band just literally said, clap your hands if you know it. Clap your hands if you know it. No, that's not what they said. Yeah. What that's not they what say? they said. They said, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands real loud. Oh my God, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> How can you make fun of any band's lyrics after you just enjoyed somebody saying, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And real it loud. Oh, real, I'm loud. Sorry, real loud. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. All right, Stop let's play feet. one more track. One more little oh bit of a track my here. Gosh. You don't win. 
I always, I always win. You know it. When I she always said win. that, I was like, no. It's better than my taste in music is your face. <laughs> so fuck you. I did listen. See? All right, your here. There's a track called Too Loud. Yeah, Jackson. Am I getting too loud? We can move on to the next album. All right. So would you recommend this to people, Jackson? <laughs> yes. I strongly recommend Icon for Hire's new album, You Can't Kill Us, independently released. They're not better than 21 Pilots, and don't <laughs> let Ian tell you otherwise. And I hope we didn't just lose like half of our fan base after hearing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Why do you think that I brought this whole... <laughs> conversation up is so that this would be interesting to people that don't listen to this you see see the genius that is ian i see it i yeah, see it there you go so look i see it the only way i really recommend this is if you like this style of music so if you like the style of music this is right up your alley they took that next step into what they want to do and i at least respect them for doing what they want and for not following a label who is telling them what to do. They wanted their freedom. They did it, and they went out. They did what they wanted. So congrats to them. And that is super badass, and much respect for them. I do enjoy the music. It's just when Ian talks about Twin Pilots, um, he's asking for it. And look, I'll never <laughs> listen to this again. But <laughs> the reason for doing this was to make this interesting. So there we go. Because I did not know that the album was going to be like this. Yeah, neither did I. I remembered this band from before when I've known a couple of the songs. And I was like, okay, well, this will be interesting because I know they went independent and maybe they went full on rock. I didn't know. And then I heard the album. I was like, well, we already told people we were going to talk about it. And then also I had to listen to it. So we were going to talk about it. So I said, hey, Ian, how are we going to make this fun for everybody? Let's make fun of Jackson. Oh, okay. While we're doing it. So that's, that's always the escape plan. And it worked. It did work. It did work. That was probably our longest hour review ever. I know. Besides, never... <laughs> besides Famous Last Words, that's probably yeah. the longest one, but at least we listen to Famous Last Words all the time. So. Oh, my God. I, I do still jam that album. I know, right? A little, little side note. That, that shit is too good. No, it's fucking great. All right. Well, now let's go on to an album that I know, spoiler alert, I really enjoyed. So at least we're following this up with a little bit here. This is Thieves with No Motive. They're on Revival Recordings. So, Jackson, here you go. I really enjoyed this album. I mean, I want to look at the bigger picture here. I am really happy with what Revival Recordings is doing. Just to get the album review out of the way, um, it's a punk album. It is a good album. I recommend it to anybody who likes this kind of, you know, a more of like a harder punk kind of deal. Because it's not, I wouldn't even consider it pop punk. I do. I think it's aggressive pop punk. Well, yeah, maybe in that sort of... It's like an, a, a way more aggressive version of pop punk. And it's really good. They, they're going to bring a lot to the scene. Yes. I can't wait for them to release even more. I know they just released an album, but I want to hear more from them because of this album, well, they which do is have, a really good thing. They do have previous EPs, so you can right, look they, that up. Yeah, you can check them out, but this is still even a little different from their previous EPs. Right, and... To me, the thing that shocks me is that 
we've reviewed, I believe, every album Revival Recordings has released in the past year. Almost, yes. Yep. And I don't think we've said anything bad about any of them. No, I love everyone on Revival Recordings. Yeah, and I would and Revival Recordings is not, you know, a you know, a big label. Yeah, they're not a huge label. Not right now, anyways, no. Yeah, not at the moment. And I feel like everyone needs to start paying attention to Revival Recordings. Um, They have a very, very great lineup. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone needs to get on board with them. I think this was a really smart pickup, not only because this album is really good, but also because it gives that extra diversification to Revival's lineups. Because I know many people, I mean, even on this show, people have said before that Revival has a very, this type of band is who we're going after kind of feel to it. And I think yep. this definitely shows that I don't think that's the case. They're just looking for the bands that they see something in and going after them. And I think this was a very good pickup for them. I think it's a very good pickup for Thieves, too, because from what I've seen from the marketing, Revival was behind them 100%. Yep. I've been seeing a lot of it. I really am happy to see you know a band that is not out there as much as you know they need to be get pushed by a label that is on the rise. Absolutely. And I'm sure it's going to bring them a long way. Yeah, I think so too. So let's play a little bit of the track Decoder. So even from that little bit there, you can hear the different transitions that they're making in the vocals, which I'm a big fan of. There's that grittiness in the vocals, but then there's also the softness. There's the strength. I think it works very well. They also have three people doing vocals, and it's a four-piece band. I didn't notice that, actually. Yeah, there's uh, backups as well. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So I really enjoyed what they did with this, and it's definitely... It's like that aggressive pop punk that's right on the line of adding some post-hardcore, that kind of post-hardcore feel. And it's definitely more on the darker side of pop punk. I agree. And this is just one of those albums that I can go front to back in it. And I think it works out really, really well. Yeah, there's no weak spots in this album. There's no song that you're just like, oh, wow, this is not you know, anything like the rest and it is not good. And it's not in a form to where... You would think it would blend. It does not at all. No, I really it's don't just think every it does. song is strong and unique. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm very hard pressed to find anything wrong with this album. Same. Yeah, it's really it's really funny because of course we can go ahead and we can do that icon for hire for like a longer period of time, but it's because oh, we're making jokes and you know all that kind of stuff. But with a good album like this. There's really not as much to go through besides if we were doing track by track. And you know we don't tend to do that. It just takes so much time and this show's already like two plus hours long. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always weird. 
So let's play a little bit more of their single that they put out called Drag Me Into Light. you can see they can do the softness and they can do the transition into the heavy it kind of reminds me of rome have you ever, have you heard of the I know rome. band rome yeah i saw rome live too yeah yeah they remind me of like a rome i can see a little bit i can see a little boston manor in there too yeah i mean there are a few punk bands that you can say there's definitely some similarities but mm-hmm. i think they stand on their own too and that's why i like as well i agree this is one of these bands i definitely want to see live and I want to see them pull this stuff off live and see how it works. I have a really good feeling that they would do a very good job. I agree. I've actually never seen, you know, it's weird because I've actually never seen them like on a tour lineup. like Texas, ever. baby. Really? They're from Texas. Are uh, they really? Yeah, Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've never seen them on a bill. I really haven't. You have to I'm keep excited. your eyes peeled now. Yeah, hopefully, especially being from Texas, hopefully I'll see them around soon. Absolutely. I think that brings everything to a close here because it's just a really good album and I would definitely, definitely recommend this album. I think it really comes together well. I think it's very fluid and I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys have live and hopefully more stuff on the way too. Yep, same here. Looking forward to it. So that's Thieves No Motive Revival Recordings. Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, that brings us to upcoming albums, right? Yes, sir, it does. So from what... I've seen so far. We might have another shorter week. So the upcoming albums for December 2nd. We've got Crystal Lake, True North on Artery Recordings. Sienna Skies, A Darker Shade of Truth in Vogue Records. And then Bring Me the Horizon are also releasing the Live at Albert Hall from their past live show where all the benefits go towards the Teenage Cancer Trust. That also comes out, but I don't think most of that will ship, but they are supposed to send the digital downloads, I think. So I might be able to talk about that a little bit. Hopefully. That's going to be good. So that's what I got for right now. I don't know if there's anything else. If we find something, we'll definitely add it. I can't think of anything. And I'm sad to say that I have a feeling this is going to be like the last of the albums of the year. You're forgetting about December 16th, man. December 16th. Oh, we still have uh, Funeral Portrait and Migosh. Migosh. Migosh, yeah. No, no, you're right. I stand corrected. And maybe I already know how good the Funeral Portrait album is. Okay. Yeah. Show off. Might be amazing. And maybe. (laughs) Might be amazing. And maybe special surprises coming up soon. Shh. Possibly. We don't talk about that. Possibly. They can't say it with us. <laughs> but yeah, that's the upcoming album. So you're, you're right. Look, we might not have as much, but look, if we find an album that we really enjoy, we can just spend extra time on it. Yep, that's true. So we that's spent a lot of time on these two albums than we usually do on like four. That's a good point. That's <laughs> true. Which is very weird. Make sure you go support Thieves. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, uh, wait, wait. The band thieves. Yes, not actual groups of thieves. <laughs> Let's get that. You know what, Jackson? You're right. We should have stated that a long time ago. Hey, man. There's you know there's people out there that take things differently. All right. So I just I just I feel like we got to put that out there. All this needs to be done in context. Yes, very, very, very context. <laughs> what? Very, very, very context. Contextual? Is that what you're trying to say? Sure, we'll go with that. Oh, you're punch drunk, Jackson. <laughs> Word of the day, contextual. Yeah, you are punch drunk. All right. I believe now it's time for Breakdown from the Past, correct? See. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose and want to be right or candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Breakdown from the past time. I'm scared to say mine now. I would love it for you to switch it up, but I know that's not possible, so just do that one. <sighs> Anyways, the band that I picked for Breakdown from the Past is Ian's favorite live performance band, I Set My Friends on Fire. Yo! Hey, it's your Calvary kids, and we got a new song for you called The Soldier Boys. By the way... I got me some new bathing aids! Soldier boy, I'm in this Watch me crank it, watch me run! Alright, enough of that. <laughs> I was scared of saying the band, and I found out why I was scared. I knew you weren't going to be nice. And Ooh. you picked the worst song. And you could have at least skipped to the breakdown that they have. Alright, here. I, I will do that, actually. Do that, now. Jeez, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> You've been roasting me for the last 20 minutes, Ian. But I warned you, though, at the beginning of the show that that was going to happen. Okay, that's like going up and like about to steal, rob somebody's house and be like, I'm warning you. I'm coming in to rob your house. So you can't say I'm a bad person or mean about it. You're the one who was talking You were the one who was talking about supporting. And you said you're supporting thieves. Bands of thieves, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That ripped. Calm down. Admit it. You can hate the song. Look, I actually, but the breakdown. Here's rips. the deal. Here's the deal, Jackson. I don't even oh, hate this band that much for this album. Like Just I think the there are some. Yeah, I think there are some fun songs on this album. I am not Very saying fun. yeah that they're amazing. I don't. I don't even know what to say. That song sometimes <laughs> might come on a playlist, and I am completely fine with having it on the background. I don't really care that much. The tougher part for me is that I saw them live multiple times and they were one of the most atrocious bands I have ever seen live. How? I, I've never seen them live, so I don't know. The guy can't sing. He can't the sing. The screamer or the singer? Uh, well, now they don't even have the singer anymore. It's just one of them. It used to be two of them. Now it's just one of them, and I don't know which one it is. But whoever is still in the band right now... Mike Mahana, the screamer with the afro. Yes. 
I don't know how much work he does to make the album sound like this. You know what I mean? But when it's live... You're doing it again. There's no scream. There's no singing. Look, he can't sing. And that's fine. I don't think he was ever really supposed to. But he can't sing anymore or could not sing before. Whatever it happens to be. It's very tough to see them live. Very tough. Like I almost walked out. And I rarely walk out. It was really, really bad. When did you see them? Well, I, I reviewed them on the show. So it was this oh, year. Yeah, 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 yeah it was right. this year. But then I also saw them some other previous time as well. So look, maybe I caught them on a bad night. No, I don't know. I, I, I can see them being bad live, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like the band. Um, I really just like the album. I forgot what the name of the album was. But it's the one that contains that song. You Can't Spell Slaughter Without Laughter. Which is a great title for an album. Like I'm gonna give it to. Look, I own this album. I listen to this album. Everyone can make fun of me for that. I don't care. Just what kills me is when you go see a band live and they're so mumbled and they don't care about what they're singing and they don't sing most of the time and they're just like doing whatever. That's not what I went to see. And they were the fucking headliner. That happened to me with the band in all ships. I remember I was in love oh, with the shit, band man. in all ships. I heard they were awful live. Dude, oh um, I dude, when I first got into the music scene and started listening to this music, you know, the bands that were hot were like I said, my friends on fire, Devil's Prada, uh, Band in All Ships, Ask Alexandria, just released, you know, Stand Up and Scream. I remember the band that I stuck to out of all of them was Devil's Prada and Abandon All Ships. I saw Abandon All Ships live. And I just completely look at them in a different way ever since. It, w- I mean, I'll be honest with you. It probably was the worst performance I've ever seen from a band. It was off, And it totally ruins it for you. I don't care how yeah. they sound, you know, on your iPod or anything like that. It does ruin the experience. And it sucks. for me, the worst performance I may have ever seen is I set your friends on fire. I set my friends on fire. What did I say? Your friends? Yeah. Why would I set my friends on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man what the hell come on now it's band etiquette you don't know about it jackson yeah that's true very true <laughs> but uh anyways i remember jamming the shit out of this album growing up Oh, of course but now i can tell more of what your music taste is like now makes more sense yeah it's totally different but it, it's like it's the, the word you used earlier was exactly what i think of it it was it's fun that's it yeah it used to be fun used to yeah this is breakdown from the past it used to be fun yeah, i don't know right. i i don't find myself ever going to their album to listen back to it i don't know what their deal is now see the reason i picked them for breakdown from the past is because they have not released music in six years to me if you have not been active for six years you're not a band now this year they started touring again so i mean i guess yes they are back together but there was never an announcement there was never there's not been like a you know, a thing of saying future plans. I, I haven't heard any of that. So I just thought that they would be a great breakdown from the past. And I know that everyone has heard of them, whether they like it or not. Well, that's so true. I thought it would be a good one to talk about. Well, yeah, we're not even going to talk about Astral Rejection that came out yeah, in I 2011. Yeah, I didn't even like that. Yeah, that no one the did. album I'm saying came out six years ago. But I didn't even like that. No, I'm ab- really just the ab- one album. Absolutely no one liked that. Nope. No one. That They were, to me, a one album wonder. Now, I don't know if they're making any music. I don't know what the deal is. I do know they're touring again. Um, they're going to that Aura Fest, so yep. anyone in Savannah, Georgia can go check them out. I, I feel like they're a good breakdown from the past because I feel like they're a band that everyone can have a good discussion on. And, and we, we did. did. 
and we did. Yeah, we got to play a little bit. So. <laughs> oh yeah. man, it's just look. It's my warning about how bad they were live. That's all. I dude, I completely understand. Uh, I can see it. Like I wouldn't even be like, oh man, I don't believe you. I, I could see them being bad live. Like I can totally envision it. And you are correct. <laughs> it's worse than you imagined. All right. Well, thank you. Not really, though, Jackson. Thank you. Wow. But, not, but thank, not really. No. No, 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 Ian. Thank you. Hey, do you want to go back? whether you liked it or not, you listened, right? No, no. I have a great idea, though. Maybe okay. you can go back to taking listener submissions. <laughs> See, I like taking listener submissions, but you use that as an insult, so therefore you deserve no great answer. <laughs> All right. So my, my band for Breakdown from the Past is Boo. a... Whoa. Boo. Whoa. That's not fair to them. Dude, they're awful live. Have you seen them no, I'm live? Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a terrible person you are. All right. Ouch. Well, just saying, I actually saw your terrible band live. So. <laughs> Damn. I'm so, out. I tap out. Of course you did. So my breakdown from the past band is the band The Gift of Ghosts. They weren't around for long. They had a EP that came out in 2011 called In the Nick of Time. And then they had some singles that kind of went out a couple years after. And they definitely did break up. Now, one of the guys of the band went on to make Black Wolf Imaging, though. They do visual production. So they're a visual production company. And they do like band videos and all that kind of stuff. So they recently did the varsity video for Risen. And oh, won that's an, cool. Yeah, and they won an award for it, too. So at least this guy has gone on and he's doing something in the music industry that's still helping people out. And it seems like he's pretty good at it, too. So I think that's pretty cool. But this band in general was in that kind of post-hardcore screamo kind of area. And I want to play a little bit of a track from In the Nick of Time. It's called Six Feet Under the Influence. In the Nick of Time. So I, of course, love all the different vocals. I was about to say, those are some really good like transitions. It wasn't yeah. just like, you know, a phase and then a phase. It was like all mixed together and the screams were really good too. Let's try one more track in the wake of failure. Like the 
So to me, they sounded like a kind of flashback revival band. Because this was out in 2011. This sounds to me like something that could have been out in 2003, 2004. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You could. So this was 2011, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was much older. Nah, and two, not in a bad way. Oh, right, right, you know, right. But, it's not like that. It's just, it, it does sound like the older scene. Right. So 2011, and then, like I said, there's a couple tracks that came out in like 2012, 2014, but that was even after I think they had technically broken up. Mm. So only a small library here, but it's one of those things where if you're in the mood for that type of music, it's the same as I think people might remember maybe a month or so ago, I did the band called After the Tragedy. They're around this time. And there's another band that has the same name now, but it's not the same band. So if you look up After the Tragedy and then the album The Beautiful Brand New, there's a track on there that I absolutely love called Roses in the Fence. And it's along that same line of that really great old school screamo music. Mm-hmm. And that is still one of my favorite all-time genres. I know I've talked about it on the show before, but I fucking love it. I love the different screams at the different times. I love the slowdown tempo into the fast pace. Like I love what they do, and The Gift of Ghosts did that. I do like old-time screamo. I really do. It's so it's fucking good. Like, you know, like Alisana's first album. Oh, like geez. Maybe like old Escape the Fate. Like oh, sure. Very old, like 2006 right, Escape right, right, the right. Fate. That that's what you envision when you think of the scene in the glory days. Right. Well, here I gotta play it now. This, look, this show's <laughs> already a long show anyway, so might as well play okay. it. So here's yeah, the, the here's the breakdown of Roses in the Fence. Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. So yeah, I love that shit. So anyways, The Gift of Ghosts in the nick of time. Check it out, especially if you like that kind of old school throwback, screamo, post-hardcore, you know, around that area. All right. I think it's time to close out the show, right, Jackson? Sadly. All right, everyone. Thank you to all the haters out there that are listening right now. Jackson, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so No, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to mention, if anyone hasn't noticed yet, but there is a brand new Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition out right now with Danny Martinez, 
of Everyone Dies in Utah. He is a returning friend of the show, and we go not only into everything going on with Everyone Dies in Utah right now, but we also go track by track on their awesome self-titled album that came out in October. So it was a lot of fun to go through that and learn more about where their heads were at, what they were talking about. Like he gave some really great stories about all of that stuff. Everyone really does need to check out that conversation. And I mean, of course, a returning friend of the show, you'd think it might be the same thing, but the track by track was amazing. And it is not at all the same conversation. This is a totally different, almost a totally different band with a totally different mindset and in the best way possible. And if you're a big fan of Everyone Dies in Utah, the track by track is a really cool thing to hear when you are enjoying their new album. Absolutely. Thank you, Jackson. And actually, there are going to be some more surprises with returning friends of the show. Uh Uh-oh. And I don't think anything is going to be redone either, which is always great. So that's a little sort of announcement. Then there might be another thing coming up, maybe another. So I got to keep this stuff hidden for right now, but... I know you guys it for me. Yeah, look, I have to. (laughs) I have to. But I know you guys are going to love it. So make sure you go check that out. And we're going to have future stuff coming out in the weeks coming. You can find all the links to everything Ian Hates Music on the description of this episode. You'll also even find Jackson's Twitter. And you'll also find Ty's blog. So you'll have all the links there to support the show. The one thing I do ask you now, though is if you can take time and rate the show five stars on iTunes and leave a comment, that would be awesome. I'm actually going to read a quick one right now. So we got a new five-star rating by the Carpeted Avenger of Caves. Ooh. He said, advanced in big capital letters, and says, not a music podcast that talks about nonsense, real criticism and talk. Ooh. Yeah, not bad, right? Yeah, not bad at all. So. Thank you very much for that. Straight to it and heartfelt. I like that. Exactly. We could do the same for you guys. If you take the time and rate us on iTunes, it is much appreciated and it really does help the show. So everywhere else, you can click the links on the description of the episode. Go to ianhates.com. Listen to the Everyone Dies in Utah, Danny Martinez talk. Do what you got to do. There's also Ian Hates movies on there as well. We have an awesome episode out this week as well but i'll keep that quiet for now so jackson Uh oh do you have any final words for everyone thank you everyone who keeps coming on here and listening we're all very happy to be doing this and especially for great fans um thank you for leaving that review by the way but again just thank you for listening and i will see you guys in the next episode and i will leave you the way i always do long days and pleasant nights thanks everyone So goodbye to you, everyone. I'll be before long. Your intention is you. This is your desert song. So alright for Should know your meaning. 
You're the road. 